Welcome to episode 109 of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alrighty guys, so welcome along to episode 109 of Iron Man Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Isles. And again, like a couple weeks ago, it's actually only Bevan James Isles today, but we have a special guest on the show. I went around to Scott Molina's um, house a couple weeks ago and did a interview with him on his top 10 male and female Iron Man triathletes of all time. So it's kind of based on the blog question we did a few weeks ago. So that's what today's show is all about, pretty much got on here. Kind of talked to Scott, got some good old stories out of him as well, and uh, so that's pretty much it. Today's show is proudly brought to you by Coffees of Hawaii for all your coffee needs. Trybuys.com to get all your try gear, and lastly, athletes.com for your social networking and tracking results. Just the one thing before I actually went to Scott's, I biked around from my house and I rode up to the top of the summit road here in Christchurch, and uh, I got pummeled by the weather. I got hailed on, snowed on, terribly cold southerly wind. And I got to Scott's house, and I was probably as cold as I've ever been in my entire life. So for the first little bit of the interview, you may notice that my voice is chattering because I was that cold. But anyway, let's get straight into it. It was an entertaining time, I tell you. Here we go. I've just come in from a big, well, not a big bike ride, but a bike ride where I got hammered <laughs> by the hail and snow. I slid up on the hills, and I got a bit of a shiver on, but I'm at Melina's house, and... A few weeks ago we had a discussion, well, on our discussion we had um, the top 10, we only went males, but we're going to do female and male today with Scott, but the top 10 male triathlete, Ironman triathletes of all time, and so because I'm away for a few weeks, I'll bring Melina up and see if he's keen to maybe give us his view on top 10 male and female triathletes, Ironman. I was listening to that discussion on your show and... and um, I vetoed John, didn't I? Well, you did, <laughs> I mean my perspective is a lot different than John's even, because I started so much earlier mm. than him. And so, uh, um, my perspective, I think, is is influenced by a lot of other Ironmans around the world that were going on, not only in the 80s, but but throughout the 90s, as Hawaii became more important. It okay. wasn't it wasn't always the race. Really? No, it wasn't. It wasn't like the Boston Marathon. Yeah. Or you know, uh, or what it is now. Or what it is now. And so, you know, the importance uh, of of Hawaii. Was not that much, you know. So when did, when did it start to happen? Oh, probably, uh, probably throughout the mid '90s. Really, it became as other races faded away. Oh, okay. They disappeared. You know, they like became they, and stuff they, like that. Yeah, they became unimportant. Uh, nice uh, was was not an Ironman distance, um, but anyway. Um, so, and so in the in the '80s and '90s, uh, the top guys weren't always targeting Kona. And so, uh-huh. so you don't, you didn't always get the best guys lining up, or even in peak condition for Kona. So, what were some of the other races in those times? Um, like when I was racing in the in the early '80s, that we had a race called World's Toughest in Lake Tahoe, yeah. which which had uh, the only prize money of any Ironman at that time. Uh-huh. Uh, we had one in Cape Cod that Dave McGilvery put on. He's the race director of the Boston Marathon. Um, we had um, various races uh, around the place. Um, Timmy and I did one in uh, Minnesota once called the Midwest Classic. So there weren't so many Ironman sanctioned races, but lots of Ironman distance Right, races. they weren't affiliated with uh, WTC. Yeah. They were just Ironman races, Ironman distance races. So when did they, when did they transition? Because nowadays it seems to be that the WTC really dominates and, you know, those other races are really dying. When did that kind of, when did that 
transitions start to happen in that way? That's a good question. That was probably in the in the nineties too, okay. as well. And um, you know, you got to hand it to WTC for figuring out the right formula mm. uh, to attract people and to building up Kona to such a degree that it feeds people into all the other events. Uh, Do you think it's good for the sport or bad for the sport? I'm not sure. It seems like the total amount of people in triathlon is growing. Yeah. And and they're a big part of that. Yep. So I'd say it's it's good for the sport in that you know competition is good. You know if if people can't compete with them, um, then you know I would say they have to raise their game. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Then so we're gonna go through your list. You want to start, guys? We'll go one for one, or you want to go guys and then girls? Uh, we'll go we'll go guys first. Okay, I want stories. I want the reasons why. I'm going to ask the hard questions, the hidden questions. Okay, like I said before, I, I don't put um, all the weight to how the Ironman athletes have performed in Hawaii. Yep. But some of them obviously have performed better than others. Yep. I, I put Dave Scott and Mark Allen first equal on my list. Okay. They both won six times in Hawaii. And they both performed great in other races. Yeah. Dave Scott's 801 in Japan comes to mind. Mark Allen also won in Japan. Um, you know they were they were good at races outside of Hawaii. Yeah. Um, Mark Allen uh, didn't race uh, quite as much um, as uh, some of the other guys did, um, but when he did, you know he almost always won. Really? So I put them first equal. I put Scott Tinley. Um, oh, questions. Why were why, okay? So why were those guys so great in your eyes? Uh, what was it, as a new okay, Dave Scott? Why was Dave Scott such a legend? Well, he, he 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 consistently ran low two forties in Hawaii, you yeah. know, and and this was even when the technology was not so great um, in Kona. Um, I can tell you, if you did that ride on a windy day without aero bars and without a crowd yeah. around you, it's a hell of a lot harder. Yeah. It takes a lot more out of you, and to get off the bike and then run two forty, you know, yeah, oof, tell you, <laughs> you know, two forty something. So. Um, but they were good, I think, mostly because they tried to be good at all distances. Okay. You know, they always, most of the year was focused on being fast over Olympic distance. Yeah. Which means, you know, being able to have a good top end on all three. Mm. And they did. And um, Mark Allen in particular, you know, he, he was good at all distances right down to the one-hour races. And so he brought that kind of speed and that kind of speed endurance, you know, where you where you you know, you, you, you're, you're working on it all year, so it's not, uh, it's not something that disappears quickly when you go into, a, let's say, a, a bit of more of an endurance phase, getting ready for Kona. Yeah. So I think that's one of the, one of the things that set them apart. Like Lou Van Leerty, he's on, he's on my list of number four. Same thing. Really, they're all really, really fast guys who brought their speed to the Ironman distance races. So it was, it was one thing to, like, okay, say Dave Scott was just one thing, if, if you could say there was one thing about Dave. He was better in the heat than the rest of us. Really? Yeah. Just could handle the heat. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. And that was your bugbear, wasn't it? Well, the yeah, Tinley was another one. He was just freakish lizard, you know, when it came to the heat. It just didn't bother the guy. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. Okay, is that Mark Allen? Says- Mark Allen was just fast, you know. He, he, <laughs> he, could, he could go with anything. He could ride hills, you know. Uh, um, and, uh, but to give him credit, I think he won Hawaii on his seventh try there. Yeah, that's seven years of going home after Kona, thinking, okay, I've got a year to get it right, and yeah. then he didn't, and then he'd go home, okay, what am I gonna do different? And then year after year after year, you know, probably almost every day of his life for nearly a decade, for yeah. thinking, how am I gonna crack this? That would have been the question he always got from everyone to us. Sure, and yeah. he's winning everything else, and so you know, so their their dedication, um, 
you know, their diligence, their hard work over many, many years is what made them great. Okay, okay so number three, you got number three. I've got Scott Tinley. He got he only, he got second in Kona twice, but he was he he raced Kona twenty times. He won it twice, didn't he? He won it twice. Yeah. Um, he was second, I think, a couple times. But he was also great at a lot of other races. Um, he won a lot of other in, um, Ironman distance races around the world, especially in the early days. You know, it seemed like whether it was there was one called Triple M, which was brutal in the Sydney National Parks <laughs> that he won. Uh, Why was it so brutal? Oh, it was just steep, steep hills. Really? Really hard. Yeah. Um, he won races that I that I did. Uh, I remember Cape Cod Endurance. Uh, he went 8:21 in about 83. That was before Aerobars. Uh, he he um, won uh, a race I did called the Midwest Classic, which was a one-off. You know, yeah, yeah. I, he won Japan. Um, I'm not sure how many Ironmans altogether he won, yeah. but I would say um, for the podium, he'd be in, he'd, be, he'd have been on the podium 20 times. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of races. And what was his thing? Why was Scott so good? So obviously being a lizard. Yeah, and he and he could back it up. Um, you know, he could do four or five Ironmans in a year and be on the podium on four of them. How many would you do a year when you're doing Ironman? I, I usually do two, sometimes three. Yeah. You know, it was just part of the package in the 80s. It was a way to make money, and so you fronted up and did it. Yeah. You know, trying yeah. to earn trying to earn some money. Just waste as much as possible. That's it, yeah, if you had a chance. Okay, so number four, you've got who? I've got Luke Van Leerty, who, uh, of course, ha- uh, still has the record in Kona, 804. He has the fastest Ironman time ever, mm. 750. Wow, it's unbelievable. Right? <laughs> Seven fifty. No, it is. It's just freakish, eh? It is freakish. Uh, it's it's in route, and and there is there is a bit of a, a a group thing going on at the front of the pack there a little bit that maybe makes that that race a little bit faster, but still, you know, he's 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 won Kona twice, uh, and of all the of all of his performances, you know. Uh, of the races he he won, you know they're just so outstanding. Yeah, you know, his fastest, his fast, his he's probably got his top five times. You average them out, they average out under eight hours. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So why was he such a freak? Well, he was he was super fast as well. I remember a couple of races that he did. Um, especially when he was on fire. Because you would have raced against him. Uh, no, no, I, I was sort of retired when he was oh, okay. when he was racing, and because it was just around that time, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I think I was maybe one or two years retired. But I remember uh, when he, he won Nice, which was a long distance world championships. He he went came to Cleveland and had the fastest run there one one year when uh, Simon Lessing was there, and um, he seemed to be just on fire that year. That he, his first time when he went to Kona, and um, you know he was he had a great top end. What, what do you think about him? Uh, well, he, probably, he, he had. I know he had a, a whole list of injuries. Um, yeah. Um, in his 30s, he had, he had uh, injuries that needed surgical treatment. But you know, when you push yourself that hard, yeah. You know, chances are things are going to break down. And um, some people are seem to be more resilient than others. Like Tinley, uh, another guy on my list, honorable mention, Ray Browning, just seemed to be indestructible. Really. Just hardly ever seemed to get injured year after year after year. And I was. Always amazed that they held up so well. Uh, that's interesting, especially because you see Tinley race so much as well. Yeah, yeah. very prolific racer. Yeah. Okay, number five. You got five. Well, number five. We got Peter Reed, um, who people know won uh, three times in Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, in a in a in a very competitive era, 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 and uh, I'm not sure how many times he won. Um, he won Canada or other races. Yeah, he won Australia um, a few times, didn't he? Yeah. 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 Uh, also, he um, with Peter Reed, 
the uh, who I remember watching that documentary. Have you seen whatever it takes? I never did see that. Oh, we've got it. We should lend it to you. And uh, he um, was saying that he he finished top five every ten years or like top seven or something. The ten times he did it, he was always in top five in Kona or something like that. Like pretty consistent. Very consistent over a whole decade. Yeah. Every time he stepped to the line. Yeah. Very consistent. And what was his talent? Why was he good? Uh, he he didn't seem to have um just tough. Just, really? uh, yeah, worker. Yeah, worker. Uh, swim uh, came along slowly in the early days. You know, from his age group days, he came from a cycling background, and um, his run came along slowly. You know, uh, like um, uh, some of the women. I met, I'll mention them when we get to the women. You know, the, they just got there over a number of years. Yeah, yeah. But once he got there, you know, he stayed there for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, number who about what about to six? Well, Chris McCormick. Oh, I've got him, at, at, and that's probably a little controversial because because he's won so many other races. Yeah, uh, Ironman and Aussie five times, I think. Yeah, Roth what four or five times. Yeah, yeah. You know, now he's getting to the point where he's. He's he, been unlucky in Kota too, hasn't he? Uh, times. I wouldn't say he's been unlucky. Okay. You know, he's come up up against guys that are on fire. You know. Yeah. Um, which reminds me, I don't even have Stadler on my list, <laughs> um, which I probably should. And um, but uh, but he has only won once, mm-hmm. you know. And um, and other people have won a lot more than that. So um, you know, it's it's a it's a good list. So why do you have someone like Mecca instead of Daboom? Um, Daboom, if you look at his other performances outside of Kona, uh, I think he won one. Iron Man in Los Angeles, yeah. uh, which is no longer there, um, and you know I struggle to f- to think of another race, Iron Man race, where the boom has, 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 well. has done well. You know I just I think he won maybe an Iron Man New Zealand one year. Yeah, you know. But, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he, see, he's had a lot of good races, but you know I, I'm not saying there's a big gap. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. But yeah. Yeah. he'd be he'd be sort of be on the honorable mention list. <laughs> you put him on there right now. Honorable mention to boot. Honorable mention to But um, so let's see. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, and numbers from seven to ten. You know, I, I'd say are all really really close. But I put him in this uh, order: Thomas Hellriegel, yeah, from Germany. So what, um, Thomas? Uh, consistency. Really? Yeah, he's, he's, he's not only won in Hawaii, but uh, he's won a lot of other races as well. New Zealand, Canada, I think Canada maybe a couple times. Um, did he win road? I don't know if he ever did win road, but he was right up there in the seven, low 750s yeah. when either Zach or um, Luke was just ahead of him. But he's mm-hmm. always right there. You know, again, another guy who... Yeah, he has a machine on the bike, wasn't he? Yeah, and over 10 years, you know, was always right there. And it's funny, because you see him, he's a small guy, isn't he? Yeah, he only weighed 70 kgs. Yeah, uh, and he's quite short, and you're, you're, yeah. there's an animal on the bike. Yeah, yeah. good all-arounder. Because that, that was the time when the sport started to change, really, wasn't it, when those cyclists came along? Well, some of the guys, um, you know, the Germans have always um, put a little bit more emphasis on the bike. Um, yeah. And I think... You know, at Ironman distance racing, that 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 has served them well all the way back from, to the uh, Wolfgang Dietrich days, and um, they got good results from you know from really prioritizing the cycling and what can you say? You know, guys gets off the bike with a 20 minute lead. It's kind, yeah. of, kind of hard to beat them. Yeah, totally. Okay, who else? Uh, let's see. I've got Pauli Curie or Kuru, uh, Finland. You probably don't know him that no, well. He's, he's won Ironman New Zealand. He he was. Uh, Winner in Ironman Australia, I think about four times. 
went under. It seemed like eight, he went eight oh something almost every single time, and that was on the old course, um, which was uh, quite hard, quite crummy roads. We are uh, here. No, over in uh, over yep. in Australia. Okay, yep. uh, and let's see. Uh, he was he was always up there. He was unfortunate to be competing in the Mark Allen era okay. in Hawaii. He did get second there. Uh, I think his best marathon there was two forty two. Um, but you know, unfortunately, it's is up against grip. What, was yeah, it? what does it take to run a two forty? Yeah, I mean that's the thing. You know, these it's it's uh, <laughs> it takes a heck of a lot of speed. You know, you yeah. know these guys are mostly right around thirty minute ten k runners. Yeah. And it takes a lot of years of training, and it takes an incredible ability to deal with the heat. Yeah. You know, to, to be able to absorb fluids because your sweat rate is going to be great. Yeah, although you're Tim, so much energy. Tim, some people like Tinley didn't sweat that much, but some people do seem to be able to keep the fluids up, yeah. which means they're kind of cruising at 240 at six minute mile pace. Wow. You know, they're 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 able to absorb all the fluids at, at that speed. Wow. You know, and that's that's an efficient machine. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. awesome. Eh? Yeah. Okay, uh, uh, and then I've got Cam Brown. Okay, so why Cam? Well, he's he's another guy over more than a decade. Um, he's been right there, yeah, second, and third in Hawaii, but also wins in Germany. Yeah, seven wins yeah. in New Zealand. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's phenomenal, isn't it? You know, look at his podium finishes. He'd be up there now, I think, in the, in the fifteen to twenty races in the top three now. Do you think it's a pretty like with the sport nowadays? It's, it's, it's kind of like if you don't do anything at Kona, you kind of get forgotten. Do you uh, think it's a pretty for someone like Cam? Like, well, you know, hopefully he's maybe can still do it. But do you think it's pretty that someone like him doesn't get the recognition of someone who maybe won Kona once? You know what I'm, you get what I'm saying? Perhaps because I'm I, I'd be in that category. You know, I've yeah. I've, I've, I've I've had a few uh, good Ironman distance races, but of course Kona is the only one um, that that people remember me for. And um, so, what's it like? Oh, you answer the question first. I've got more questions. Well, but I, I, I don't think I don't think it's that unfortunate. I mean, it's uh, if you look at the women's winners in in Hawaii, for example, you know, with Paula taking eight yeah. and Natasha taking six, yeah. there's not a lot left over. <laughs> and so, it's, it's 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 not an easy thing to do. Yeah. And so, you know, I think I think that just adds that much more to it. That so it make it's that difficult to win. That that you know that. I, I suppose that's what people recognize is that it's, it's a very special uh, occasion, you know, if you can get across that line first. So for you, when you like, went in Kona, was it more a sense of relief? Like, because, you know, like, was it, did you feel pressure and, you know, because obviously one of the big four and, you know, you know one of the legends of the sport and you kind of done everything and what was the sense for you when you actually won it? Yeah, I, it was, it was mostly relief. I mean, um, I was pretty content with, with who I was as an athlete and everything else that I had accomplished in the sports, the only race that I hadn't won. Yeah. But then again, at that time, even then, it wasn't it wasn't as prestigious as it is now. Yeah. That's twenty years ago, you know, and um, it's built up a lot. Well, twenty years ago, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it's built up a lot in prestige since then. Yeah. And so, you know, it wasn't it wasn't the be all end all. Yeah. Um, but it was nice. It was nice to tick that off, um, and. Especially nice because Mike Pig was in the race, yeah. uh, who was the previous uh, couple years there, '87 uh, and le- leading up to that race in '88. You know, had just been an absolute nightmare. You know, getting across 
almost every single finish line in front of me. Oh, really? Yeah, for two years. <laughs> it, was, it was nice to get, get, get across the line in front of him for a change. <laughs> I guess so we got Kate Brown. Yep. Yeah, and then... Um, Let's see. I think uh, I think that's number nine, and the last yeah. one I've got on my list is Jurgen Zach. Yeah. Same same thing. He was right there for over a decade. Yeah. Never did win in Hawaii. Um, did win in Germany, um, but was probably as as many times second and third as just about anybody, and yeah. always in an incredibly fast time. I remember you. I think it was Jurgen Zach. You were telling me at one time you went to a race in Germany, and he came up to. Uh, Dave tell that story. Yeah, tell that story. This is a true story. Jurgen will probably laugh when he hears it. Um, uh, this was 1985. We were it was in Avignon, France, and we were uh, a guest of the race. Mark Allen and I and uh, Dave Scott were brought over from the USA, and Rob Burrell was there. who was um, probably the top guy in, in Europe at the time. And we're sitting there. Um, we were quite relaxed uh, the day before the race at the Carbo dinner, just chatting away. And this big old German guy comes up <laughs> to Dave Scott and just taps him on the shoulder and says, "You are Dave Scott." And Dave Scott kind of gets up. He wants to say hi and shake the guy's hand, you know, because he's a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, because he's a fan. And so he's like about one third away, uh, uh, up out of his seat. Uh, to shake Jurgen's hand and say hello, and Jurgen just says, "I'll beat you," and, and he walked away. <laughs> and that was it. And Dave was like, "Wow, what the hell?" And sure enough, the next day, Jurgen did beat us. Oh, really? So yeah, he delivered. Yeah, yeah. Mark Allen won the race, uh, and Jurgen was second. I think Rob Bro was third, and wow. Jurgen was about twenty at the time. Wow. Yeah, just this massive. He's you know this before he got cut. Uh, so he probably weighed about 180 pounds. Wow! Um, but he was he was he was good back then. And so and so obviously pretty mentally strong. Yeah, yeah, tough guy, real tough guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So who? Okay, I'm gonna go off the top tier for a second. Who have been the toughest competitors? Um, there's been some. Real Even it's an old triathlon for uh, you. Oh, there was there's a number of tough competitors like Mike Pig. You know, he never won Hawaii. He got second once, but. You know, it was, every time he towed the line, you knew it was going to be a fight. Uh, Greg Welch also is not on my list, but yeah. um, uh, some other Aussie guys, Brad Bevan, um, one of the toughest competitors ever. Simon Lessing, but I've probably, I'd say, you know, one of the most talented, most awesome um, athletes ever in our sport, but didn't didn't really succeed at Ironman no. just because he, he he got to it late. Yeah, you know, he was winning everything else, so why would he even bother? You know. Yeah. Um, there's a couple other guys uh, who lasted a long, long time, like a Hungarian guy named Peter Kropko. Really, really tough. If it was miserable conditions, yeah. you know, you knew the guy was going to keep going. Yeah. Everybody else would be like, you know, this is crazy, we're out of here. Yeah. You know, Peter, just keep going. Really? Uh, he won Japan a couple times. Even when he turned 40, I think he won Ironman in Japan. Wow. Uh, I have some other guys on my, okay. on my honorable mention list. Yep. I, I might have mentioned Ray Browning, a good friend of mine, who actually had seven Ironman wins. Wow. Uh, Three in Canada. So I don't know much of him. Yeah, he was he was in the 80s, um, uh, and uh, decided that you know it's time to get a real job, I suppose. Uh, oh, really? So he just gave up on sport? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, wow. yeah. He's uh, went to get his PhD and um, is working in Colorado, various various projects, mostly teaching um, at the university there. I've got all my uh, list here: Oliver Bernard, another Swiss guy. Uh, who won Ironman in Switzerland I think seven times he also won Zolfingen eight times wow. and I know it's not an Ironman but you know yeah. he got second in Hawaii once with a 242 marathon uh, he's on my honorable uh, mention list uh, probably also with Lothar Leader yeah those guys you know they'd, they'd be they'd be if they 
you know, there's a lot of guys I'd like to put on the list, but, you know, they'd be right there, uh, you know, close on, on anybody's list, I think. Yeah. Okay, so the girls, what do you think? You know, the chicks sort of things, you know, who are the, the greats? Well, I put Paula on top um, for all her great performances uh, in Hawaii. She also, I remember her and Aaron also went head-to-head -head in Japan, uh, and she, she beat Aaron there as well. And, um, you know, she just, she just raised the bar for a decade. Really? And just kept raising it and raising it and raising it. And I remember I, I, I had the distinction of having the closest gap between the winner of the men's race and the winner of the women's race. 30, I think it's 30 minutes. I beat her by. That's the, that's the closest the, 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 the woman's got to the, the guy. The got to the guy, and that's me. Uh, but uh, you still got the win. Uh, you know, but that was Paula. You know, she so was, why was she so great? Uh, she, she, she could do it all. She didn't seem to slow down. You know, like you, uh, her the speed she went in the Olympic distance yeah. was not that much slower. It was almost like, especially in Hawaii. You know, she'd just get up and go as fast as she would go in Olympic distance, but she would do it for nine hours. But was she good in Olympic distance? Uh, she was okay. But she wasn't not bad. But it was. It, but once she, once she, she. She decided Hawaii was her thing. Yeah. In about so 80, 87, yeah, she focused on that yeah. for the most part. And, um, and uh, she, but she did have a lot of other good Ironman races. I remember there was a, a two week where she won Ironman um, Japan, then two weeks later won Ironman Germany. Yeah, wrote, wow. wrote yeah. two weeks apart, and both really fast, phenomenal, phenomenal races. Um, uh, you know, so I, I put her at the top. I put Aaron probably a pretty close second. Yeah. Uh, Aaron was second. Uh, yeah, Aaron's tough, eh? She was. She was tough. She went away twice. Got second twice, and won quite a lot. Quite a Amazing lot. runner, eh? Very some very good runs. I mean, like uh, she did run two forty nine in Canada one year. Two forty nine. That's moving. That's hauling. It's unbelievable. That's hauling ass. And um, two forty nine. Yeah. I so remember. I remember yeah. once at one of the races they were talking about you and Aaron and said how. You were the fastest runner today, and she was the second. <laughs> yeah, I was, was Canada that year. Wow. Yeah, I was lucky to be there that day, actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would have broken your heart. So I put her at second. And what other what, what things about Erin? Well, she, she, she's, she's probably a lot like a lot of other um, guys who focused on all, all distances. Yeah. You know, like in that, she won the in that, course. Yeah, in that era, and Zoffing in a couple of times. And, and, you know, there was just... At that time, you know, everything wasn't so heavily weighted towards Kona. Yeah. Sponsorship-wise as well. Yeah, you know, oh, okay. When she started out, she had a, a very good deal with Le Coq Sportif, who put on a series of races in Europe. Yeah. And so, um, you know, there were there were other ways to make money yeah. other than Ironman racing. Mm -hmm. uh, and third, I've got Natasha, and um, she's still going, yeah. which is unbelievable. You know, she's she got a late start, but, but you know, it's been... Tremendously consistent in Kona. And think she can still pull off a Kona? Um, I'm not sure. I th I think you know she's she's got to start to slow down at some point. <laughs> we all, we all do. And uh, and seeing some other girls coming up. Yeah, like much Chrissy much younger. And, yeah, yeah. Like Chrissy. Um, and you know I'd say it's getting harder. For I, you, yeah, yeah. I, I would say it's not very likely. Yeah, yeah. but six wins. But yeah. And, and and right there on a number of other races, and she doesn't. She's not a pro, hasn't been a prolific Ironman racer really, yeah. um, considering how long she's been at it. Um, she she doesn't race that much in Ironman distances uh, around the globe uh, like some of the others. That's mm -hmm. um, like and some of the others are on my list here. Yeah, uh, I put um, Lori 
Uh, Which I find interesting. Why, why Lori? Well, she's, she was uh, twice winning Hawaii. Yep. Um, I'm not sure if she got, how many times she got second or third. She's right up there. Um, won a lot of other Ironman races around the world. Um, I think Aussie four times. I think Canada four times. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd say total Ironman wins. She's probably just behind um, Paula and Heather yeah. on the all-time list. But also phenomenal performances in a lot of those races, like her three hours, um, two fifty nine run in Kona. Yeah, you know. And psh, what, yeah. Would, what would Erin run in Kona? Uh, I think her best was about three oh five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um, but Lori ran right around three hours several times in Kona. Wow. And if you look That's at, yeah, if you look at the records, uh, the run, the top ten r runs in Kona over the last twenty years, you know, most of them are hers. Yeah. 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 Um, and behind her, number five, I put uh, Heather Fuhrer, yep. uh, who also has won in Kona, but also won, I think, 21 times, really? 21 Ironman races around the world, something like that. Wow. She's, I know she's second on the list of Paula. Um, 21. Another phenomenal runner. Really? Yeah. Ran 3-0 something, you know, it seemed like every time out. Uh, but also, when she, was, when she was decent on the bike, it seemed like the bike was always a bit of a, a weakness for her. When she was decent on the bike, you know, uh, you know, she could ride. Yeah. Yeah, she always relied on a run. So with the girls, you know, because girls seem to have a longer career as well, you know, like they tend to be able to last for, they keep their speed for a longer period of time too, don't they? And so do you think that makes it easier for them to last, you know, to make more of a career out of it? I don't know. I, I, I have a, I, I can't really understand that, to tell you the truth, why some of the women seem to last so, so long. Um, you know, when you're going on 40, mm. you know, uh, like some of the others later on my list here, like Karen Smyers and, yeah. Fernan and Fernanda, you know, oh, 20 years. Yeah. Uh, Paula, 20 years. I mean, that's that's a long time. Um, and do they keep their speed up? Well, or is it just that the competition's not that strong in the female field? No, I wouldn't say that. I'd say their 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 performances are still, were still, still, so strong, still yeah. very, very strong near the end, mm. you know, and, um, um, I'm not sure. I, I would say perhaps that some of the Ironman specialists in the women uh, maybe don't race that much, yeah. and so maybe they have a little bit uh, more downtime. Yeah. Where they, they to recover and not just a week or two, but more like three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, six weeks at a time when they're when they're not doing much at all. So why do you think that's so important? I don't know. I I just think long term. If you're looking at okay. go, if you're looking at going 20 years, yeah. you need you need more breaks yeah. and longer breaks. Okay, so I'm just throwing random questions at you, but so back back in your day, you guys just raced like animals, didn't you? Well, I think also if 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 you're like let's say Chris McCormick now, yeah, you know if you're if you're a man, you and you're racing well and you can do all distances, chances are you're going to get a lot of invitations. Mm. You know, uh, is it silly for him to do Roth and Ironman Germany a week apart? Mm. Well, I can tell you, he's probably getting a, a very good yeah. incentive to do so. And same thing with us, you know, we had a lot of invitations, yep. some appearance fees, and that all involves travel yep. uh, and more racing. So, okay, so when you're doing a season like that, you, you got your, you know, you're obviously getting fees to turn up, and which is good for your pocket. Do you kind of think, well, this race is just going to be like a B race and you're going to take it pretty easy, or did you always try, you know, how to deal with that? No way, no. No? no maybe yeah, one. Yeah, I love the attitude. Yeah, well, <laughs> well you, you couldn't either. Yeah, because then you kind of diminish your kind of reputation too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, you know, he just showed up and, you know, he tanked it. 
you know, took the money and went home. Yeah. Forget it. You, you know, your your name would be mud yeah. uh, very quickly. And so, and so, you know, you just didn't couldn't have that attitude. But it, you know, you, like I say, uh, as far as your longevity, uh, you know, a lot of the top guys, I think, um, probably accept a little bit too too many invitations. Yeah. Uh, race a little bit too often when it's going really really well. Mm. You know, you feel like you're indestructible. Yeah. And you know, you're not worried about five years. Yeah. Down the track. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. okay. So then, uh, so we've got to Heather. I'm interested in your sex, actually, to be honest. Well, Linda Granger, she's yeah. right up there now. I think, um, even though she hasn't won Hawaii, she has won a heck of a lot of other races. Yeah. You know, around the world, all sorts of conditions, and and in my in my mind, you know, if I think about all time, you know, yeah. over the last 10, 20 years, you know, she's right up there. Yeah. Um, I have her probably right next to or right above uh, Joanne Lawn, yep. who also mm. had a lot, a lot of good success. Nine hours in um, in Rolf yep. wrote um, six Ironman wins in New Zealand. Mm. You know, some top tens in 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 Kona. Fourth and yeah, yeah, just just real consistent. Um, in her longevity, I'd say I've, I've given her, and same with Belinda, the nod over uh, some of these other people. Like I have Chrissy, yeah, um, Wellington, and number eight, and which is, I was a bit surprised. I feel like she's very new to the sport. She is, but she's her 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 one win in Kona last year. I thought was just you know that that to run three hours first time out. You know, yeah. that is just freaky, and she has won three out of three. Yeah, you know and. And not only that, in relation to the men's field, you know, she's been right up there, um, and she's just crushed the other women, you know, just absolutely annihilated them. And so it's not, you know, so you, you feel I, you can justify it? Uh, she's up there. I mean, when I when I when I think who who might be ahead of her, I, I struggle to find other women who might be ahead of her at the moment. Um, like let's say McKeeley, who's had you know one good race, but. You know, it wasn't nearly as good as Chrissy's mm. uh, in Kona the year that. Um, what do you think, Chrissy? What do you think of your like long-term career? Uh, I think it will be brilliant. Really, smart, smart lady. Yes, she is, and, isn't she? and um, although she has a lot of other goals, uh, I think outside of the sport, I think she realizes that 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 uh, that triathlon is the catalyst. You know, that's yeah. what's going to make it all happen for her mm -hmm. to, to achieve whatever she wants to achieve in life, and and it seems like it's a she's having a ball. Yeah, you know, a lot of people uh, seem like it's a lot of work, mm. and um, she doesn't seem like that. I'm, I, her, her, what I'm saying is, I'm not saying it's not a lot of work. No. I'm saying her attitude is that it's a it's a fun game to play. Yeah, yeah. Well, we hit her on the show, and yeah. it, it definitely when she, she just seems like she's yeah. so got the right idea. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it's not the be all and end all. It's just something she loves doing, and yeah, yeah, she was pretty great. Okay, number nine. Number nine, I've got Fernanda Keller. Who over the last twenty years has just been phenomenal. Twenty years? It's crazy when you say twenty years, eh? Yeah. 20 over years. over twenty years. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, eh? Uh, I forget how many times she's gotten third in Hawaii. I think it's six. Wow. Yeah. But she has won other races around the world, uh, she, racing in Brazil for uh, how many how many years now? And I put her probably very close to Karen Smyers, who um, who I know has won in Kona. I think she's also got second once. Um, and has won a few other races. Not a lot, though. Uh, not a prolific Ironman racer. Mm. Um, uh, but, you know, she's just one of my favorite athletes of all time, so I'll put her on that list no matter what. Was it? Just, <laughs> just, 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 <laughs> just, 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 just
Okay, so so those are your top ten and uh, male and female. What about future? What are you thinking of? You know, who do you see out there now? Well, I did put Stadler on the list, and, I, and looking at that list again now, it's like, oh man, you know, he should be probably up there with um, in the in the seventh or eighth. Yep. Um, probably uh, thinking thinking again of his of, of his races outside of uh, of Kona. You know, he has had quite a few good results outside of Kona yep. as well in Germany. Um, but future athletes, you know, who do you see of young guys coming through? You know, who's going to be the guy we're talking about ten years from now? Who you think? Wow, you know, his career was so prolific, and you know, do you see those people at the moment? Or that's a good question. I mean, um, you know, changing of the guard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 hard. I think um, you look at a guy like Luke Bell, for instance. You yeah. know, you think, oh man, this guy's you know, look two, three, yeah. three years ago, four years ago. You know, he's he's already. Very very fast. Yeah. Um, had a great Kona race. Yeah, he had a, he had a great Kona race right off the bat. Yeah. Um, Dominated seventy point three for a while. Yeah. yeah. And 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 then has seemed to have has struggled a little bit since then. And so, you know, I think it's easy to get really really ambitious and and smack your body around so much that you know you start to end up with chronic injuries or chronic, chronically overtrained mm. and. So who's the young guys coming up? Um, Chris McDonald is, is coming up. Uh, you know, he's still only 29. Um, I mentioned him just because I work with him, and so I, I, I see I see the writing on the wall for that guy. Yeah. Really durable body. Um, um, you think Doe? What do you think of Doe? Um, Kieran's a hard one. I, I you know, he's he's been doing the sport 10 years now. A lot yeah. of people don't realize how long he's actually yeah. been a triathlete. Yeah. And um, still quite young. He's still he is still he is still quite young, and um, he he does have an association with Chris McCormick, which yeah. I think has been really beneficial for him. You know, if he if he if he'll just listen to Chris, I think that would be a good thing. Yeah. Um. Um. I yeah. I wonder. I wonder if I wonder if Doughboy can really um have the smarts and the patience to. To do what's necessary to to win races. Yeah. You know, I know he has the talent. Yeah. Um, but I think there are probably a lot of people like that. Yeah. Um, I think after Beijing, there might be a few more people who come out of ITU racing. You think they will? Cause yeah. They will. Yeah, because the Olympics is another four years away, and they're gonna th- and and a lot of guys just passed it. Well, not all, not only are past it, but they're thinking, well, you know, am I gonna if I'm not winning on the World Cup circuit? Or making my Olympic team. Yep. You know, what am, what am I going to be doing for the next three or four years? Yeah. And so I think you're going to have some some guys coming in, you know, uh, uh, from there, and, and and that might change the the Ironman racing scene a little yeah. bit, you know, because those guys are all really fast. Even the slow guys mm. are really fast. Mm. And um, it's funny, but it's funny because we don't really have any clear. You know, it's not that we can go, oh, well, definitely, so and so is, you know, they've got to be the man of the future, is it? You know, like, there's no real clear. You know, it's not like when the new boxer when Tyson came out. You know, everyone no. thought, you know, this guy's the future. At the moment, we don't have that, do we? No. And in the, the women, you have to say Chrissy Wellington. Yeah. Is certainly young enough and fast yeah. enough to, and fresh enough. Yeah. To, to be say, a Paula girl. Yeah, yeah. To think, well, she should be able to go for it. Mm. You know, a mm. few years, and she should be able to improve, which yeah. is kind of scary. Um, but in the men's side, things. Um, no, I struggle to find uh, find a name that 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 fits that box like she does yeah yeah it's a bit of a pity really isn't it 
Oh. So anyway, would you put yourself on the list, Melina? No, I don't. I don't make that list. You don't think you make the list? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so how did you go tonight, man? Because you were more of a short course guy, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I did win one in Cape Cod. I did win a couple worlds toughest. Uh, in New Zealand, didn't you? Um, I, well, that was before it was Ironman distance, actually. Oh. That was two miles, 100 miles, and 20 miles. Oh. The very first one. Did you like that distance? Yeah, that was a good distance. Yeah. I, could, I could have done more, though. I saw your wetsuit. It's a gold wetsuit, that photo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had a great race in a race called Emberman. Yep, that's still going. Uh, yeah, still going. Yeah. yeah, had a good payday there, and I loved that course. That was just an amazing course. Uh, so those are my Ironman distance wins. Uh, I had a close call in second. Uh, I got a second to, to Ray Browning once in Canada. I think I went 8:33 uh, to get second there, yeah. and then a few other, few other. I got second in Japan once to Dave Scott. Uh, a few other Ironmans that were decent, but you know, not enough to put me on this list. That's interesting. So, so do, when you were racing, did you like have favorite distance? Sure. Uh, I think my favorite distance was um, the original USTS distance when we had a series in the United States, and it was 2K. Was it 40k, 15k? Oh, so the run was a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what it was. Uh-huh. When it was a 15k run, that definitely suited me a lot better than than 10k. Why? Because you just liked. Yeah, I was. I, I was. My my 15 to to 20k speed was pretty similar to my 10k speed. Ah, uh, so you could hold yeah, it and have yeah. loads of blow. Yeah. Uh, so you want to make your own top 10? You make mine, mate. I'd get, I'd get you on there. There you go. You'll be on my list. But I'm ignorant, so <laughs> Oh, mate, well, thanks for your time today. It's awesome catching up for you. And you know, I came in, I was shivering, and he gave me a towel, and gave me some... My hands got warm. <laughs> no, it's a lot of fun thinking about those um, those old days and those old races. You know? One thing I was reading on a blog the other week, someone was talking about, just because you're here, someone was talking about how... Um, motivation to stay in a sport and uh, they wrote something that they heard you had said about how you constantly keep triathlon information in your mind do you want to elaborate a bit more on that well and and other motivating motivating things you know that get me going uh, i like i like reading um about professional cycling yeah even though it has all its problems i still find it uplifting and motivating yeah you know to see what these guys do and um so if i if i get a little jolt of that you know, once Is it a day. fire in your belly. Yeah, a little bit of caffeine and, and, <laughs> and some and some something inspiring. Yeah, whatever it happens to be. You know, I, you know, I'm 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 good. It doesn't take me a lot. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty pretty self motivated, but you know, I, I do need a little bit of outside stimulation coming. You know, so it was back in the day from when you're a pro that were your your highest. You know, in the environment, you're around all these guys. You know, how does your motivation change as years progress? Well, um. If you're winning, you know, yeah. uh, then you're getting that positive reinforcement. You know, you, you're doing good. Yeah. It's going great. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. It's going great. Um, and uh, but when chronic injuries start to really wear you down, I think that's when a lot of the guys start to think about retiring. You know, and and, and motivation just yeah. you, you seem like you're just an old broken down machine and nothing is going to save you. Yeah. You know, and. Uh, I think a lot of people get to that point. Yeah. Uh, at some point, uh, it, it just get weird, worn down, and no matter how how motivated you are, you feel like this is the end of the road. I can't yeah. I can't save this ship from sinking. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think I think I think that's what happens. Yeah. You know? um, and 
and you, you if you, if you have had a lot of success, you do start to run out of out of challenges. Oh, really? Yeah, all those all those boxes are ticked. You know, yeah. what, what am I going to go for now? Yeah, you know, and because um, you're a challenge-based person, aren't you? Yeah, um, you know, to win it one more time or to you know to to beat that guy one more time is not the same. You know, mm. and so yeah, you do have to sort of come up with new exciting challenges um, after a while, um, and that's. That can be hard, it, it, but mostly if, if your if your body is just not willing to do it, yeah. you know, then and then it just wears you down. So you're off to Ipecac when you're off to Uh Let's see. I've still got a few weeks to go now. Uh, four weeks. I have a, a beautiful little holiday in Tuscany just prior. So, oh, so, nice. Yeah. So I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm. Let's see. Let me spit this out. I'm in Italy for just over two weeks. Nice. And uh, I saw some of the photos where you guys are going to be climbing. <laughs> Definitely gonna be epic, mate. That one, the zigzag one. Oh, Stelvio Pass. That, yeah. That's a nice photo. But there are a lot of other passes, very, very similar to Stelvio. There's, there's so many roads to ride in the Dolomites. You know, it's, it's a lot like the Pyrenees. You know, really? It's just these little roads that just crisscross the mountains, and you think, why do they have twenty roads on this mountain? Um, just, just they do. Just because they do. Um, but that makes it, uh, you know, a lot of fun. And you look forward to the camp. Heck yeah. You feeling good? Yeah. Been out riding? I've been out. How's the running going? Uh, running's going better. Yeah. Better than it has in about two years. Oh, good. So, fingers crossed. Yeah. Well, well, well thanks for your time, mate. It's good to get your insight because you're, unlike me, you're not ignorant in this sport. <laughs> so, and uh, it's always good to have you on the show and good luck for the rest of your training for the Epic. Enjoy Tuscany and, you know, the high life. And uh, bring on Epic. We'll probably hear from you when you're at Epic, actually. So, yes. Bring it on. Cool, mate. Thanks for your time. So, that was the legend that is Scott Molina. Um, thanks for that, Scott. It was pretty cool having you on the show. So right today's sponsors are Coffees of Hawaii. So go to Coffees of Hawaii for all your coffee needs. Check out the new flavors that they've got on the website and also Albert's blog. And if you haven't got the coffee card, make sure you get it because it's kind of cool and it provide kind of information and gossip to you. Lastly, if you want to kind of sign up for their newsletter, feel free to do that. Just go to coffeesofhawaii.com, find that page, put your email in there and I'll send you some information with some specials on it occasionally as well. We have trybuys.com, and I'm thinking the bike must be being drawn really, really soon. Uh, Cameron and the boys, I'm not sure if that's true, I'm just assuming, so, so hopefully I'm right on that one. But go on there, sign up for the bike. Uh, I'm just hoping that one of our, one of you guys actually will win it, because it would be cool if one of the Ironman Talk community comes off that awesome bike. Also, check out all the gear that's on there. They've got a great range of gear, really reasonably priced, especially if you're overseas from America, or even in America, it's really cheap. Uh, free shipping, anything over $200.00. It's just, as John's favourite saying, it's a no-brainer. Lastly, we have uh, Athlinks.com. Now, next week, we're going to be having our blog on Athlinks. So if you want to be someone who actually contributes to our blog, and we know a lot of people go and write on there, but then we also know that heaps of people actually go and check out what people have written on there. We get, like, thousands of um, page hits per week on that kind of blog. So if you want to be someone who contributes to that and you're not already on Athlinks, now is the time to do that. So just go to Athlinks.com, sign up, Again, sign your friends up because it kind of works better the more of your own mates you have in there. Even if you want to encourage your triathlon club or a club that you're involved in, or just the mates you train with to kind of go on there and give each other a bit of banter, be really cool. Next week, we're back to the normal format of the show, so it's going to be um, for the next few weeks, it's going to be like that. But then John's away for like six or seven weeks, he goes to Europe before I do, he heads off, and I think he's doing a camp in Poland, and then he's going to be doing Epic Camp Italy. Then he's got Camp Kiakaha. He's camping out, I tell you. And then lastly, we're going to be doing Challenge Road uh, together. So 
It's going to be pretty big time for the next period. It's going to be a little bit like it's been over the last few weeks. We're going to try and get plenty of interviews as a way to fill the gaps. We're just not sure how the Skype's going to go depending on where John is. So fingers crossed we'll always make sure we get a show out because that's how we roll. But other than that, that's pretty much the show for this week. Feel free to email us any questions at ironmantalk at gmail.com. Go to our website for this week's show notes. Uh, or there won't be any show notes this week, so don't bother about that. <laughs> and lastly, I think that's about it. Go and buy something off Amazon, do it through our store. Um, get out there, enjoy the week. I was, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I'm actually, this was recorded a couple weeks ago, so I'm just about to go to Bali. So I've just noticed there's a bit of a leak in my roof at home, over my bedroom. Slightly concerned because I hear this drip hitting my roof, so... I think I'm going to get off this and actually go organise a builder to figure this out while I'm away. So, those are the joys of the world. But you'll be hearing this, it'll be all tanned and it'll have been fixed, so it's all good. Anyway, that's this week's show. Train hard. No, I'm Russ. I mean, don't. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha.